listeners hey viewers welcome to a brand new episode of injury time podcast uh your one stop shop for everything on indian football well before we begin before we get down to talking about indian football and i introduce our panelists for the day wishing all of you all a very happy diwali i hope you guys are staying safe taking all the necessary precautions being with your family and having a great time during this holiday season well quite a bit to talk about today right there was uh, an under 23 campaign that the indian football team was engaged in the in the uae then gokulam kerala fc their women's team will kick off their afc women's club championship champ- uh, competition in a few days from now and there are a few more things that needs to be discussed so let we thought why not just get together and talk about all of this and answer a few of the questions that you guys have posted to us so before we get get to that let me just introduce you to our panel no new faces no surprise faces it's the usual crowd that uh, we have gathered together joining us from bangalore is sandeep hey sandeep hey man what's up doing Hello. good man doing good happy diwali i hope you had a good time with your wife <laughs> yeah sure i mean diwali for us is not a very big festival but sure it's nice to but, just chill and uh, not do anything great stuff and uh, joining us like always is orko bhattacharya from uh, nayi delhi orko ji happy diwali Happy Diwali! Uh, I didn't have a wife, but I chilled. You chilled, right? Yeah. <laughs> great stuff. Great stuff. Also, I think joining us once again from New Delhi is Abhishek Mina. Abhishek Mina, you're joining us from Delhi, right? Yes, yes. Happy I, Diwali yeah. to you too. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, guys, happy Diwali uh, to you guys, all of you too. Well, I hope we all are staying safe and doing uh, what we usually do on holidays. Let's start by talking what happened a few days back: the Under 23 Asian Cup qualifiers, in which India did not make it to the uh, actual event, but put up a commendable show, if I may say, Sandeep. Yeah, yeah. So this is what I, I did not see the match live, uh, the last game, because I was uh, that was again on my off day, and I was sort of enjoying with my friends. But I came back, saw on Twitter, felt like uh, we did uh, qualified or something, and then I checked the result and realized we didn't qualify. So yeah, that's basically my story. But yeah, commendable performance. Good enough. Uh, not good enough to get through. But yeah, not bad. I have nothing. Not, good, not bad. Also, how did you see? Like, why did they do the penalty? Why? Why the penalty? It just seemed very random to me. So essentially, because yeah, essentially because four second place team also go through along with the group winners. They had to uh, separate the tie between India and Kyrgyzstan because if Kyrgyzstan had won, they would have carried over four points, right? that would have put them right in contention so they had to break the tie is that like a thing that's not a thing but uh, i mean yeah, what's the coin toss coin toss on or you don't want to do the coin toss right this is better yeah i, I don't know this feel felt very strange sure well that's afc nice. and its weird rules but talking about the competition as a whole three matches that india played orco we began with a win over oman uh, lost to uae on Uh, after conceding a penalty late into the match and then the match against kyrgyzstan which ended in a draw eventually india winning on penalties which uh, did not matter how did you look at this performance i think a lot of people said uh, a lot of people told me you know don't be negative and uh, you know it's uh, it's it's a commendable performance in a tough group and all that yeah fine but uh, given the amount of investment has gone into this bash and given the amount of resources that they've been privy to uh hard for draw against kyrgyzstan is not just it's just not good enough right and yes because we won the first match we're saying yes we did really well over the course of competition but no it's not a case about drawing a solitary match or winning a solitary match right 
if we had performed well in two of the three matches, you could still have made a case for saying yes, or maybe you know, this is really good. But uh, the point is, you didn't, right? You didn't qualify. And uh, I've, I've just seen the charts. It's the fifth time that the AFC under 23 championship is going to take place. 22 Asian countries are qualified. India is now qualified. Uh, the the big countries, the countries that we aspire to be in Asia, the Uzbekistan's or the the China's, the South Korea's, the Japan's, maybe not China, but uh, most of these countries have four on four qualifications so far. So that's really where our standard is at. And uh, barring UAE, definitely, I think I think we could have we could have, we could have taken six points our group. I think someone's written we were defensively weak. Yes. Be aware. Uh, although I think credit must go to uh, Deepak Tangri. Yeah. Uh, and uh, in attack, again, I think it's the same story. Lack of cohesion there. Uh, they played very well in the first match. First half of first match. Uh, a lot of what they tried came off. But then, then again, it was a lack of execution in the other five halves throughout the qualifiers. So, uh, overall... We are only saying they're better because the senior guys went and did what they did at, at the SAF Cup, right? That's <laughs> that's the that's the benchmark, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, by that benchmark, yes, they did well. But overall, is it progress or not? You judge for yourself. I think not. All right. Uh, Abrish Mina, bringing to you the same question. Uh, Orko mentioned about the investment that's uh, went into this particular bunch of players because these are the very guys who graduated from that under-17 World Cup squad, right? Given the amount that has been invested into them, given the exposure these guys have got traveling around, preparing for that under-17 World Cup, it's oh, this is an expected performance, right? Anything beyond this is what something that should have taken us by surprise. This is the bare minimum that you expect given the kind of investment that's gone into these players. Exactly. I mean, like, just taking a little from what Orko said... Um... Because the how because of how the uh, senior national team performed uh, in the SAF Championship, uh, we viewers look at uh, the that uh, tournament and say that yeah these young guys did very well for India. But like you said, it's the bare minimum because uh, if you look at it, these guys have been playing together for quite a long time. So, some sort of uh, understanding and uh, level of cohesion in the midfield or whatever you expect to see. It's not something that is extraordinary or that's great. It's normal, right? It's normal. If you want to be a, a nation that is good at football, you can't be looking at these uh, like separate results and say this is progress. Right. Like what Orko mentioned, just performing in performing in one match does not cut it. If you can't do it regularly, if you can't do it uh, match after match, then, I mean, that one good performance also goes to waste, right? I mean, it does not, ho- like it didn't eventually hold any significance, right? Like, so right. It, that is what happens if you can't uh, perform regularly, if you can't get results regularly, I mean... Then, then you f- rather focus on development. Like, uh, if you because you send your, uh, like, A grade team, uh, for the tournament. So if 
you can't get results from them then where do results actually come from if these bunch of players who've been playing together if they like all convention if they don't have cohesion in the final third where do we expect cohesion absolutely well i like one fact that when we are talking there's a lot of crackers bursting in the background because that shows it's diwali oh, right which is having yeah. a good time there are too many crackers especially delhi walo there's too many crackers Yes. Morning, morning time is not a good time to get, get step out. So don't do that. <laughs> well, uh, continuing with this conversation, uh, Sandeep, bringing to you like uh, something that Shubham has already uh, mentioned on in, in the live chat, right? Uh, uh, we were defensively, defensively weak and needed Dheeraj to bail us out time and again, and we had we lacked ideas in the attack. Uh, our team has no idea when in the attacking front. How much do you subscribe to this? That we didn't have any ideas in attack. And we are defensively weak and over dependent on someone like. You. I mean, yeah, in the national, the national team, the leaders, and then the followers will follow the leaders. We have, we have no attack in the national team. Very iffy defense in the national team, so it makes sense. But uh, yeah, I thought you have to agree. Deeraj had a great. Uh, I mean, Deeraj yeah. has really stepped up in the last say six, seven, eight months since he moved to Goa. He's really upped his game because there was a time where we thought he was sort of uh, out of it because he went to Kerala Blasters and. It didn't work for him, and then he went to I think uh, ATK at right. that time, and it didn't work for him. So now it's good to see that he's stepped up and he's developing as probably India's number three right now. I think he's nailed down for the number three, probably for mm-hmm. pushing number mm-hmm. to number one now. So uh, that's very good. But yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think uh, there is a comment from Ashu as well, who, who has said that uh, they, we need to understand that some of these guys have not got much playing time in ISL. Yeah, I mean, it's all, these are all true, but uh, there is no solution to all of these, right? I, I honestly don't know. So maybe if you don't have playing time in ISL, maybe you should go and play in the I-League. But then you go and play in the I-League, you're not yeah. in the reckoning for the national team. So, uh, yeah, so it's like the chicken and egg situation in that. And, uh, yeah, I have to say something else, though, because these are the other, like the other two were saying earlier. I saw Chiranjit's uh, message saying, uh, a tweet rather, Saying this many people from the under-17 batch has moved on to the under-23 batch from the World Cup batch, you know, and uh, so I was like, yeah, I replied to that saying that, yeah, that's the bare minimum that you that you expect from them because these guys have been uh, given so much more than any generation before or after. They got they were a very privileged generation in that sense. Right. So it's okay that we expect more from them. And then he replied saying that you know there is t- injuries and people leaving out and. All of those, yeah, but that's there for every generation. So uh, there is nothing new about this. We have to stop hyping up this uh, under seventeen a team that yes. did something because uh, they have to kick on and do something for the national team or do something for the club side and everything. Because right. off late, India has been getting a lot of uh, reality check. Whether it's ATK Mohan Bagan getting thrashed. Now if they go win the game today, they'll say yep. we lost provincial champions. Right. <laughs> That's also something that uh, we hold on very dearly. Like, but it's a six-nil loss. Remember, it's not a loss; it's, it's a thumping. But they are champions. <laughs> None of that matters here. Matter. None of that matters. So, uh, and uh, that that is one. Then we realize that Indian football standard has been sort of lacking. Although they played okay going into the second round, the late rounds of SAF Cup, uh, they won. But they have to win, right? They should be strolling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. What is the SAF Cup? Like, yeah. This is, this is the like we said yesterday. I mean, last time around, our World Cup of South Asia. South Asia. Yeah, it's a World Cup of South Asia. It's the Mickey Mouse Cup of the Mickey Mouse region. Of the world, right? 
Well, so, uh, it makes, so it makes a lot of sense. And yeah, yeah these guys, one, I would always say go find playing time for the youngsters. Correct. Like, uh, oh, look at all the under-17 boys. Like, there's Suresh who starts regularly, Dheeraj who starts regularly. We have to see what happens in the Kerala Blasters team with the, you know, Jeetsons of the world. KP, maybe. KP is KP, a But a lot of them don't. Komal Tatal is nowhere to be found. But he was in the team. Right. Yeah. I don't know the last time he played. So, why is he in the team in the first place? Do you not have any other winger? No. So, I will answer. Yeah. Go on. So, please, go ahead. Yeah, so, uh, you have to figure out that these guys yeah. have to get their playing time. And uh, if they have to get playing time, move down a league. At least uh, then you will improve. But then the national team does not cater to that league. They don't think that league is any uh, you know of worth at all. So hmm. what do they do? They have to stay in the I league, in the ISL to get paid to be in the contention. Then not play enough. Then they can't go down to the I league. So it, it's a system, and you have to support the whole system. You can't just look at the <laughs> one league. So. How are they going to buy sneakers and watches if they play in the I-League? Spare a thought for them. What is this? How are you going to do that? Like, How are they going to post on their Instagram if they play in the I-League? You don't ask the agent to get a good uh, advertisement. Yeah, no, I'm... See, coming to Ashu's point, right? Uh, these under-17 boys exactly got the equivalent of what is tennis... Is a wild card, essentially a free entry into every place, right? Uh, imagine, uh, you know, like uh, imagine it being ladies' night in a pub, and these are the ladies, and they get they get free entry, right? So, yeah. yeah. So essentially, yeah, essentially, uh, why have these guys not got game time in the uh, ISL? Because they're not good enough, right? It's as simple as that. And essentially, where does that mentality come from? That mentality has come from the fact that you have a club in the I-League where you can just be a 17-year-old who's been housed in the Elite Academy since you're 13 and you'll get into the team, right? No questions asked, right? No personnel changed. This, if you're in the Elite Academy since the age of 13, 14, you will get into the Arrows, right? That's a direct entry. You don't have to fight for it. You don't have to do anything. Whereas in the other countries... A Phil Foden, a Josh Sargent, uh, whoever we saw in the Under-17 World Cup here, right? All of them fought for their spot to get into the bloody first team, right? All of them had to fight, right? Phil Foden being a generational talent was benched by Guardiola said, you know, you have to bide your time, you're not good enough. But here we have people, you know, who are getting in just because they're part of a elite youth setup, right? So, they, they're not used to <clears throat> competing. And uh, for me, it has to be that the under the 17 to 21-year-olds in any country have to fight for their spots, have to fight to break into the first teams. It, but these guys have been pushed. And we know Indian football works on PR and the under-17 team has got massive PR, right? Yeah. So, just on the basis of a sheer PR push, these guys have got into ISL clubs, Right. Some of them, I won't even say are ISL quality or even ILE quality, to be very fair, right? So, you know, if they want game time, they can go into the I-League. But that means, you know, giving up the extravagant lifestyle that, you know, that they're used to, right? I'll be very blunt, very blunt here, right? And they won't. Because essentially, a starting contract in the ISL for these guys is higher than, you know, 
what most of the best players in the i league get right this is the absolute truth right so they want game time free to go to the i league but here's a question that i want to pose to uh, all of you all like anyone can answer this hmm. first in performance is what we see in an indian football right hmm. india beat uae at the in the world cup qualifies in 2001 then nothing happened after that then there was a few performances against some of the big teams one, one of the reason one one being against qatar in the world cup qualifies once again and then this under 23 team uh, winning a match in the qualifiers which which was unheard of in the recent yeah, come on man you can't put that in all in the listen, listen to me listen to me listen to me listen to the question here first my 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 entire context here is team the teams over the years over the over generations have performed in burst there have been one or two performances that you can look up to but there is no consistency here and why is that why don't we have this consistency abresh mina what would you pull, put pin down the reason for this um about uh... consistency i don't know i think somewhere down the line um i also feel even with the players you know if you get one good result you kind of feel like oh my god we have done too much we have <laughs> gone on and done something extraordinary and then it's like you've put all your energy into that one match and then the next match you're like what what now what are we supposed to do what new would we do and obviously we know that um against uh, re- like regularly like big teams of asia our pace is not the same as them right yeah. like way behind in terms of uh, pace so if we can do it for one match we are kind of putting a lot of energy into uh, you know sticking toe to toe with them in a game so uh, we don't have uh i think we don't really have the game or we don't have the really the mindset i kind of feel also to uh you know stay on and do that for another game it requires a lot of intensity and i don't think uh, uh, i don't think in training also clubs or mostly clubs or uh, national teams in uh, training intensity is also very high so if that training intensity is not too high then it's very difficult for you to perform regularly at a massive intensity in a big yeah. match a uh, match after match so it's what happened in atk versus nasaf it's exactly what happened in atk versus nasaf yeah so yeah that is what i think it owes a lot to how uh, capable we are of uh, putting that sort of intensity game after game all right All right. So I'll give you actually a much different take to this. All you right. Three games since 2001. We'll just look at us, uh, take it as outliers. Mm-hmm. So that's not our level. We did something on one fine day. Maybe those teams are not on it that day. They took us lightly. Uh, maybe the we scored one goal out of nowhere. Like Tawag, it went in. <laughs> We are like, huh? Now this is our level. Because okay. like as the first sentence I said in this. Uh, uh, podcast started before we were chit-chatting before is that when i walked switched on twitter after the game the last game i thought india had qualified <laughs> it sounded like we did that and achieve and then i remember yeah. texting the group saying did we qualify because i didn't think that was easy because the mathematics didn't add up but i think you can't blame twitter there because even the indian team out of the field thought they qualified given their celebration yeah, but that's problem. the problem right you can't think but, like that i think you... that just speaks a lot about their mathematical capabilities as much as it speaks <laughs> about the football capabilities i think but, really yeah. the point is 
not everyone's an engineer here. Mm. It's you got two good results. Mm. Yes, that's very nice. What do you mean one good result? One good result. Like let's give two. So we give two, two, two good results. Sandeep is way too generous. Diwali. Diwali. Diwali bonus. We got the result, but we didn't qualify. But we celebrated like we qualified, and then we were yeah. a little uh, miffed that the world didn't work around for our favor to qualify. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> that, that doesn't work like that. Italy yeah. and all these people have not qualified for World Cups. England didn't qualify for a Euro. We saw all these things. There is no God-given right to qualify. There is no luck. You have to make your own luck. Hmm. And we didn't do that. And the results that you mentioned are celebrated as such because they are outliers. That's it. Very simple. One day we did something. The the rest of the three sixty four days of the year we didn't. Hmm. Do it. Yeah. What to? What but we did what we are expected to do. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, but to these guys writing into us, right? I want to just tell them, right? We played with our bulk of our national teamers. Like we played, uh, it's it was very clear. The strategy was very clear that we had we were going there to win, as opposed to treating it as a developmental competition. Correct. And I know a lot of people on Twitter said, "Oh no, it's wrong. It's not a developmental competition." Yeah, I, I know can, that. <laughs> I can guarantee. I can guarantee that a lot of these top countries. Didn't even send some any national teamers, right? Even if they sent them, I just sent one or two. We sent Akash Mishra, we sent Suresh, we sent Dheeraj, we sent Amuja, we sent Rahim Ali, right? We sent so many national teamers, right? And we sent Tangri, who's also national team level, because there are no centre backs. For, <laughs> for me, he has to be. He yeah. has to be national team. No, he has to be on on the basis of his performance in the. He is. He's good. Yeah, yeah, he's good. And I don't say that lightly. I think people know that I don't say that lightly about any Indian football player, but he's good. So Got the Orko stamp of approval. That means he's going places. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, I mean I also like Tangri, so I I'm in favor of. Yeah. <laughs> this is a problem. <laughs> Personal yeah. bias kicks in very subtly. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so in the college outside Madhava, you could get Tangri kebabs for thirty bucks. Right. And, uh, yeah. So you know. <laughs> right. But but my point is that uh, these guys went there, and you know, you obviously a lot of these because a lot of these players were playing in the under twenty three. Stimach hedged his bet also. Stimach, uh, for example, didn't send Akash Mishra to the uh, SAF Cup, right? Yeah. Because Stimach wanted to win very badly, right? Don't say we went there to compete. We did well. It was a good result yeah. because. Clearly, the team selection, team selection, not me, not my personal bias. The team selection points towards the fact that they went there to win, right? And they went there to qualify. That didn't happen. Mission failed. End of story. Full stop. Only if everyone around us thought like that. Mm. <laughs> right, well, guys. That that's about the under twenty three championship uh, qualifiers in which India did not qualify for the. Actual competition next year in 2022, which Uzbekistan will host. But there is uh, some Indian football action coming our way starting this weekend. Gokulam Kerala FC will be in action in the pilot project of the AFC, the Women's Club Championships, in which four teams are competing. Uh, teams from Uzbekistan, Iran, India, and Post Jordan, right? Four teams. It's a pilot competition. Abreshmina, uh, we spoke about this. In uh, one of the Insta live uh, live session, which is hosted by Humans of Indian Football, yeah. uh, spoke at length about it. Uh, but still, we don't know, don't have a clarity on if there will be a telecast and if we'll be able to watch it anyway. But yeah. 
a step in the right direction when you talk about women's football and Asia's interest in AFC's interest in it, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, given that it's a pilot uh, project, obviously a lot of work uh, yet to be done. Uh, uh, more thought to be given. Uh, but yes, definitely. I mean, um, at least what it tells is they are taking women's football a bit more seriously. And uh, they are trying to uh, facilitate uh, more uh, women's teams across Asia. So yeah, obviously a step in the right direction if it uh, it would be better if it, uh, uh, you know, it translates into uh, something more uh, solid. Uh, that'll be good, of course. Yeah. All right. Sandeep, uh, Gokulam Kerala FC, your hometown club, will be representing India at the continental stage. Priya, a coach that you have seen in the IWL in the past, what do you make of her as a coach uh, taking this Indian team uh, into a continental competition? Well, I like her. Uh, because she is a nice person. She seems to be able to handle egos well, which is going to be very important because I think Okulam has signed uh, how many? Eight, nine national teamers? Ten. Ten, yeah. So they have signed uh, almost the whole national team. Correct. So they have to... So it'll be great for the national team also because these guys will get the chance to uh, sort of, uh, you know, play the whole thing. And uh, yeah, so... Sorry, the things are popping up. But yeah, so uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think honestly, I don't know uh, how good this team is going to be because I haven't seen them play. Uh, yes, I've seen the national team play, but I don't know if they'll play in the same manner. They have three foreigners also. Three, um, I don't know much about them either. Uh, again, we haven't seen them. Uh, All right, you're saying something. Sorry, uh, I yeah. think they're the five uh, foreigners. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, I, I don't know anything about all of this. So, I'm going to defer to Abres Minas and Orko's, uh, you know, judgment in this. All I'm going to say is it's nice to see what they'll do. I, have, I don't have much expectation also. But it will be just nice to see them go and play at that international stage and see see what we can do. Because And, and uh, this is something I want to ask. And this is a little controversial as well. I was typing in that uh, uh, Instagram live. And uh, someone called me, so I had to stop and uh, I couldn't ask. So I'm going to ask this now. Go on. Okay. I don't think the goalkeeping situation is pretty great in Indian football. In but general. In men, or women, men or women. But again, uh, I think that might be a problem there. Uh, because I think uh, Aditi will be a number one, right? Correct. Yeah. I think that's, a, that's Given. not great. Yeah. This is my personal opinion. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know if there are any better goalkeepers number two as well. So I'm just going to throw it out there. And, oh. uh, honestly, we haven't uh, on in terms of uh, m- more uh, visibility, sort of. I mean, how many games you've actually uh, seen? On the basis of that, I uh, like uh, I feel uh, Panthai uh, is a better goalkeeper. One, two. Um, Shreya is also decent. I'm. I. She's not going to get game time. Most definitely, it's going to be Aditi. But uh, Shreya is actually good with her feet, uh, and uh, I feel um, the tendency to be wrong-footed. Uh, where, like uh, Aditi is a bit heavy-footed, so she has that tendency of being wrong-footed a number of times. Uh, because it takes time for her to move. She's not uh, very agile. 
uh, something that I feel Shreya is a bit better. I still feel Panthoi is uh, top of uh, like she is on top of that list. But um, in terms of movement, I feel uh, Shreya is a bit better. Do you think any one of them will get a look in? Uh, no, most definitely it's going to be Aditi all through. I mean, there are three matches there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> well, there's something that uh, I wanted to ask. Some uh, thankfully, Shubham has already asked this in a, in the in the chat. I'll just pull it up then. Uh, explicit, uh, explicit to the side. Seven days for Gokulam Kerala to t- t- train as a team. Yes, a uh, few players were training together, but the national team has joined in late with their head coach. Uh, what are are we expecting anything from the girls without providing them the right resources? Or ko bata chahiye? No. Not expecting anything from them without providing the right resources. It's again um, stepmotherly treatment, and uh, for all talk of clubs modeling their jerseys on women in the stands and all, like this is this is hey what man. we do. At hey man, seriously, either you had that or you had to put 1973 on your back. Only two. Yeah, hours. put 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 history. Then go back to Rani Lakshmi. Why put her photo on the jersey? Like who's stopping you? Who is stopping you? <laughs> You do whatever you want with the jersey. I'm saying. I fully did not say Jyoti. <laughs> Jyoti Bai Jyoti Bai Phule also you put on the jersey. Why not? I'm put. I'm saying put Indra Gandhi on the jersey. For all I care. Right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying there is. <laughs> there is. <laughs> there is taking women's football seriously, and there is doing. There is women's football PR. Right, Indian football PR is there, so women football PR to has to be there. Indian football forward together. I always remember that hashtag. Well, right, no, I mean I think they are still putting it right. Of course, yeah, still, still, still like them. And uh, in this case, it's also her game too. Hashtag her game too, right? But that's an international hashtag, right? Is that an international hashtag? I don't know. I, I don't no, know. I, I don't know. think I, it's she power. Uh, in hmm. terms of uh, what the AFF handle uses, her game too oh. is, I think, used by WFI. Oh, okay, okay. WFI is women's football. Once, but earlier. that's what I think. I remember <laughs> seeing hashtag her game too uh, with <laughs> WFI, and the Indian football uh, Twitter usually uses uh, hashtag she power. This is. We'll have to say as long as we know the hashtags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's wait and watch whose hashtag game is much more stronger. But Aprishmina coming to the competition. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> oh, uh, I like Shubham's comment. <laughs> Shubham, we really, we, we don't want Indira Gandhi. Shubham just clarifying. I really don't want Indira Gandhi on the jersey. <laughs> I well, happy Diwali to everyone. That's all I have to say. Oh. A lot of laughs. <laughs> we promised you we'll have fun. We are having fun. <laughs> well, go on, please. Ta- talking please a bit more about... We don't have the briefcase football anymore and all. We'll put as hashtag. We shall, we shall. Well, let me just ask one more question about the competition to Abrishmina. Abrishmina, teams from Uzbekistan, Jordan and Iran. Uh, it's a one-off match. You play uh, at the table topper wins the competition, right? Yeah. Uh, Uzbekistan is coming on the back of a league... Uh, just a wrapped up league, so yeah. some game time for them for, for that team. But like India, other the Iranians and the Jordanians have, do not have any game time. How yeah, do you look at the even Jordan had their league, yeah. How do you look at this entire situation? Uh, Iran, Uzbekistan, 
like Jordan i mentioned obviously uh, iran's uh, women's football is not uh, great i mean they're still trying to uh, come up so uh, i mean uh, that i mean that should be uh, that that is one match that gokulam have to win if you know like praveen said that they want to win the tournament and all so uh, they have to win that match uh, one uh uzbekistan and uh, uh, jordan uh, jordan both uh, have good uh, football pretty good football uh almost almost like jordan is better than us only and uzbekistan is on par with us uh so it's again i think it's going to be extremely tricky uh i am not i don't think uh, gokulam can win the aman game to be very honest i uh, and they have to uh, the match against bunyodkar would be uh, the decider i feel because i don't think they can win against aman if they get a draw out of it that'd be great uh, but if but i think the decider would be their game against bunyodkar uh, that should be uh, very very important for them to get three points out of so any news on the foreigners how are they uh, yeah okay i prepared something for this so uh, i have a bit of information i could not uh, find uh, much about the puerto rican but the uh, def- ghana defender susan uh, i saw a couple of videos of her and uh, she is pretty strong like uh, in terms of holding out players and holding her position when she is under pressure uh behind her she's very uh, she's quite strong over there i mean that's kind of expected also but it, like she's good uh she has good cover in the sense i uh, she covers the positions really well like if a uh, if her center back partner is going up front or is dealing with something else she is really good at covering uh, the positions so that's another good thing about her good sense of overall i mean that says uh, that she has good sense of positioning but at times i also felt that she has this little tendency of getting ahead of herself uh, and uh, being a little over enthusiastic i'm not sure that's going to matter too much in the games that gokulam are going to have but that is what i kind of noticed but uh, what i really liked about her was she has a really good eye for passes in between the lines uh her ability to uh, completely nullify the midfield and uh, like go from s- defending to attack uh, with just one pass was pretty good so that can be useful for uh, gokulam uh one that was for susan then adriana puerto rico like i said i mean i couldn't find too much about her the only thing i found was that she has one na- senior national team appearance for uh, puerto rico that was wikipedia so i'm not sure how uh, correct that information is but i couldn't really find anything about her other than that win uh, i think uh, yeah i mean uh, she's been playing for the national team of myanmar since 2014 she has uh, 53 goals to her uh, name uh, she she played in india in bhuvneshwar for the gold cup where she scored uh, three goals she scored uh, three goals including one in the final and uh, then she also i mean uh, that was something that we discussed with the, in the hoif uh, live also in the olympic qualifiers she scored a hat trick against india uh, when india drew 3-3 with myanmar so yeah i mean win uh, would 
I think uh, she would settle in uh, with the team a little quicker because I think she has an idea of how India, like Indian women play uh, better than the rest of the girls. Um, then you had, uh, yeah, El, El Shaddai, uh, another Ghanan player. She She's on a three-month deal only. I don't know about the others, but I know about her. I read about her that she has a three-month deal with uh, Gokulam. And uh, she's an under-20 Ghana national team regular. And uh, what I read about in, like, articles in uh, the Ghanaian websites about her is that uh, she's known to be a goal poacher over there. And she's extremely hardworking on the pitch. So uh, that is something that I would lo- love to see. And again, about Karen, the Colombian in the team, I couldn't, I literally couldn't find anything. So I have no idea. Yeah. Well, thanks for that, Abresh Mina, that uh, some information is better than no information, right, guys? Uh, just to wrap up, uh, information out here the competition begins on the 7th of November with India taking on Aman. FC in the first match, then they play the Iranian team next before wrapping up against Bunyodkar in the final in the final group game. And the winner of the winner after the round round robin stage will be declared the winner of the competition. Well, guys, there are questions that our listeners have posted in. I'll just or, try to Orko has something to add on Tirado, right? Do you, Orko? Yeah, uh Adrian, Adrian Tirado, uh, I think is a soccer player at uh, St. Leo University and uh, I was just reading up on her, right? So, uh, I think as a junior uh, in 2018, I think she uh, she started eight games for the women's soccer program there. I call it soccer because they call it soccer. Uh, they uh, She registered one goal and one assist. And uh, interestingly, she also got an um, academic uh, achievement award at the university, right? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's very interesting. She lists... Messi, Martha, you know, as her as her idols, and uh, as an interesting stat where she ended her senior year with a shot on goal percentage of 0.548, which is pretty commendable if you if you look at it, right? So uh, yeah, I mean that's just uh, some snippets on uh, Terado, but yeah, even I could only find that she started only one match. Uh, obviously, the press release came saying she's a Portuguese international. And all of that, but uh, she's played 45 minutes for Puerto Rico, is, is what I guess. She's a student of the game, from what I understand. Sorry? She's a student of the game, from what I understand. Okay. Could be. Could yeah. be. <laughs> well, guys, uh, we, we'll move on to the questions. A uh, few questions here and there, which I'll uh, power one after the other. Anyone can go ahead and answer. First question, coming from Chandru. A name yeah. that I usually don't get it right, but this time I do. <laughs> Any development regarding the league format and the number of teams in the top division league that AFF should announce at the end of the season, guys? Or it's the 27 game. Yeah, uh, we understand. Not 27 game. We understand that there will be three legs. Whether it will be 27 or 30 depends on what Sri Simmons decides is what it wants to do with yeah. the uh, <laughs> East Bengal. No, no, they have to have 27 for AFC Championship. Yeah, yeah. So. Yes, yes, yes. For AFC said it has to be 27, but uh, we don't know whether they're going to be 10 teams or 11 teams or even 12 teams. Uh, talk is that Round Glass Punjab wants to enter uh, via corporate entry. Uh, so let's see if that happens. Uh, but yeah, 
uh, I think more or less it's it's uh, from what we gather from the stakeholders inside the ecosystem is that uh, the 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 three leg plan might finally work out. This is not the first year it's been mooted. Let's be clear on that. It's been mooted for about three to four years now. And okay. every year, every year, one or two people would shoot it down. Mainly it was Star because essentially Star has all these windows to cater to and, you know, fit ISL somewhere in between. I, the windows I'm talking about are, you know, cricket world tournaments, like the World T20, ODI, major, major test test series. Then you have your IPL and you have your PKL as well. So that severely limits... And PBL for a while. Yeah, but I don't think PBL is a serious league. It's fine. Right. <laughs> So, uh, but PBL's been held in January and ISL's always been held in January. So, I don't yeah. think even they consider uh, yeah, PBL a major competitor to to, uh, to cricket. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it definitely feels like uh, the, the league format is A. Yeah. Just want to add a few points here. Essentially, we don't know how the players are going to fare because these guys are so lazy and used to paying, playing like 1300 minutes, 1000 minutes a season. We don't know how these guys are going to fare, right? It's a major step up for some of these guys. Not even kidding, guys. Which is why some of the stakeholders in the ecosystem are even mooting having like 35 men squ- squads next year because, because they estimate there will be heavy rotation. It uh, it happened to Goa in the Champions League, right? Uh, that they had to pay six matches in 15 days and this was of a higher intensity and they couldn't cope up after like game game three. They had to do a huge rotation. So, uh, huge rotations are going to come into play, number one, if, if the three-leg format comes into place. Number two, it's very interesting to see what will happen to salaries, right? It's very interesting to see what will happen to salaries because... Uh, Foreigners, right now, they came uh, with, the, with the inkling that they would go somewhere else after, uh, you know, after finishing the ISL so that, you know, they could get, uh, what do you mean, wages from two places, right? Now that the, and they're, they're also not really averse, some, some good foreigners were not averse to joining the ISL because they were like, you know, it's, it's not really a long league, it's a four-month league, I get paid very decently, I can come. But now that it's a six-month league, you have to see whether you can attract the same caliber of foreigners at pretty much the same salaries because the salary cap is not going to change. The salary cap is going to remain the same. Now, whether they are, you know, uh, whether they are abiding by a salary cap is a different uh, question. Or <laughs> right? And, and nobody wants to get into that right now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, these are just my initial uh, thoughts on, on these all right, all right. In terms of game time, that's a major thing. I was speaking to a coach the other day, let's say other day. And then we were talking about uh, having players play at a... Like, Lusunil Chetri is able to play at 37 all game with the same intensity because he doesn't have to pay, play more than 20-odd games, right? Even there, here and there, he's rested. So, once you go up to 27, plus if they have a Super Cup in the beginning, another 3-4... And uh, if there is an AFC Cup run or if there is a, something else at the other end, all the Duran Cups, etc. All that stuff means they'll have to play around 30-odd games. Right. Which will be great for Indian football because they get more chances to play. But uh, for individual players, it means real step up in. Not just... Uh, so, now you just have to peak, right? As soon as you peak, you maintain that you come down. Correct. 
and uh, now you have to peak for a fairly long certain amount of time and then we don't get maybe you won't get these kind of uh, call ups out of the blue right oh this guy played well in two games let's call him for the national team the hype does not work if you can't do it for 27 games if you do it for six games people forget so uh, yeah it's going to be interesting i really hope it happens uh, it's a lot of money it's a lot of money for star because next year i think they will go back to home and away format and not do the bubble anymore because a lot of money for star because they have to move the stuff from here and there rent places etc uh, it will be slightly cheaper maybe for the clubs because right now they have to pay a lot of money to stay in 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 hotel for 6 uh, months and months with the pre season what not and uh, the hotel prices have gone up uh, in goa because last year it was relatively cheap because nobody is traveling so all that comes to play so i think it will be slightly better for the clubs but uh, and that covid test and the two and the compliance officer who's play also they have to pay the clubs have to take care of that as well so yeah essentially it, that might be good for the club though and um, for in terms of okay i'll elaborate a little bit on the logistics though if you travel you so let's say 20 games a season right now so half the games are at home where you don't have to pay the money for the hotels and all those things so that's a lot of money saved plus if you are traveling for the other half and you know it in advance you can book all these things and maybe get a slight reduction as well currently what is happening is they have to stay in the hotel for 6 uh, months say 6 months so that's every day and the isl has requirements a certain level of host, uh, this one you know hotels and you sort of need your players to be able to move around in the bubble as well so last year you know some clubs had uh, private beach in the hotel those kind of uh, additional things recreational rooms etc so all this adds up to a reasonably high amount plus this year uh, they are also paying for uh, other stuff as well the test is going to cost a lot of money uh, hosting the compliance officer is also going to cost money so then this is costing i mean fsdl and the star sorry star a lot of money uh also because of the they have to put their people also right then go off for 6 months so when they come for the when they do the home and away thing they will have slightly less amount of money spent because most of the people are local people and they are allowed to travel and you have a loc and all those things which which sort different right? so yeah these are some logistical things plus uh, like orco said salary will go up so yeah, how will we pay for that lot of clubs did slash a little bit of their salary a lot of the lot of the clubs slashed the salary cap so we have to see who goes where uh, in the future so yeah it, it's going to be interesting nine month league is uh, i think himanshu has mentioned nine month league is possibly not happening we can at best hope for a for a six month league maybe from yeah. august to march because april may is for ipl now if ipl has two more teams so are they going to have a longer league now or are they going to stuff it in that two month window if they have a longer league maybe i isl will be pushed a little ahead also so yeah a lot of uh, moving parts in there yeah a lot of permutation and combination we'll move on next question comes in from trevor pereira who seems a little hurt that uh, his question is basically uh, why is it a pain to get a coaching license done over here in india or go what in indian football is not a pain trevor oh or go in this existential question and all like full sadness oh this is my serious question i i ponder this i i i it keeps me up at night this question so yeah well, 
I don't know. I think the mainly the the, the problem, Trevor, is that uh, there needs to be. Uh, I think I think you might be talking about the fact that uh, you know that slots might not be there. There might not be enough courses. Yeah, I mean there there really isn't a coaching calendar. We just sorted out our playing calendar. So I mean, coaching calendar is 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 a bit far off. There are no clear uh, guidelines on how many D license courses, on how many C's, and how many B's, and how many A's, and how many pro license. Pro license anyway doesn't happen in India. Correct. Uh, it was supposed to happen one for the first inaugural pro license supposed to happen in India. It it, it didn't yet. But uh, the point is that uh, you know it, all this needs to be sorted out. The coaching calendar needs to be sorted out. Out all of this needs to uh, be sorted out before you can and. If you're talking about the fact that uh, you know, if you when you get to the course, also yes, I'm aware that there are a bit of difficulties where um, ex players for some reason are given weird preference, uh, which is weird because uh, in 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 uh, in places like Germany and in Holland, they they reserve like 20 to 30 percent of the coaching uh, you know coaching seats in the coaching course. For people outside of football, and this is known as outsider intelligence. Essentially, these people bring in fresh faces. Uh, Trevor, I'm sorry if you played if you played football at any level before, but I'm assuming that uh, you haven't. Yes, that makes it more difficult for you. Uh, yeah, so there are a lot of parts to it, right? And uh, I believe the AFC is trying to sort it out. I don't know if they've done anything yet, but uh, you know, let's see. And also, I'll just open yeah. wondering, uh, what is the point also at some point? Because there, there no is jobs. a lot of D-license coaches. There are no jobs, yeah. And then C-license coaches and yeah. then slowly coming up. A lot of D- people who have these coaching badges either coach in small uh, clubs or you know, yeah. maybe the early development courses and things. And uh, if you look at the national level leagues also, how many Indian coaches are there after all? And the ones who are there are the ones who have been there for a long time, who keeps um, coming, or they have a godfather of sorts. Who yeah, can I mean, sort the ones who keep coming back definitely have godfathers, which is why yeah. they keep. Well, one D license we have to wonder about the pod. Shlok has a Shlok has her D license, but yeah. but I don't think he's focusing on coaching and all. I just think he took it for the heck of it. Yeah. But uh, there are others also. Like, how do? So you get to the top. Yan Law is someone who has what? Uh, a. a license, right? A. And he is less than 25? Or he was no, 25? No, 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 no. Yan Law is about 28, I think, now. But when he came in, he was 25, right? Yeah, when he came in, he was younger. Yeah, so when did he start the coaching process? Because yeah. it takes. I, I think Yan Law was the youngest uh, A license coach, and then his record was supposedly beaten by Kenkre's uh, head coach, Akil Kothari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I heard about that. Right? So, yeah. yeah. So whatever record. Yeah. So there. Uh, yeah. It, it makes sometimes it makes no sense because mm-hmm. when would he have started the coaching badges for him to be an A license coach at 24? 18. 18 24. is when you can legally start uh, yeah. the course. So you can't start anywhere any younger than 18. But it just I don't know. It just yeah. But uh, Sadiq, you make a point. Essentially, uh, if you are an A and a pro, getting meaningful employment is difficult, right? Because uh, take out the major academies, take out BBFS, BFC, FC Goa, uh, RFYS, take out these four major academies, TFA, CFA, okay, I can put maybe six more names here. Where can an A-licensed you know, guy get a, get a job? Because technically, A-licensed guys can manage in the I-League, right? They can. 
and even in the isl uh, the i think the rule exact rule is that if you're studying if you're studying for your pro license if you're a license but you're planning to appear you have to give them exact time and all of that uh, you can also manage in the isl now but uh, like you said we have i i don't think i don't remember if you said it but we have a you know huge white man fetish we have so, said this for 3 years for years now i know i know but uh, so these guys correct me if i'm wrong or go correct me if i'm wrong but in india you see a lot of people a lot of the coaches going for this higher badges only once they have gotten into the system so a t a coach who is in the isl probably coaching a reserves or being the assistant that's when he goes for a higher badge this this something that's happened with the national team as well right you have someone who go for the pro license on after he was named say the assistant coach of a team yeah but uh, no what's the alternative you if you are an a license co- coach you have to recoup that money some also you have to be in the system starting from your d license right because the d license the cost you have to recoup the cost of a d license c license so i think worldwide it's like that only worldwide uh, people uh, keep doing their uh, like for example players it's is different right uh, a lot of players by the time they finish their careers have already gotten uh, a a uh, uh, a or even a pro right so that they do but for lay people what is the other option because you also need credits you need a certain number of hours to go to the next level right right so even if you are a c if you are a layman with a c or a d you have to be in the system like there is no other way and honestly you, uh, you know how the indian system also works because it's like kitna saal experience hai right so you if you are a pro and you want an isl level job you have to be in the system you can't come out of the blue and get an isl job you know the reserves right uh yeah so i think that well, i think that answers the question why is it so difficult to get a coaching license or a coaching badge in india we'll just move on we have another question this question comes from trevor who's one of our regular listeners i think oh i you already addressed this oh uh, subham has asked about the reserve team league i think uh, it's on at the moment but like we said last week it can be off at any moment also so. <laughs> yeah that's the thing okay wrong question that i popped this question comes in from roshan gurwela who is also one of our regular listeners abhishek mina you can address this if you want uh, is gokulam kerala fielding their first team including national team players for the kerala women's league i don't see this happening right but especially with respect to the national team players yes, they will get back to the asian cup camp yeah yeah most definitely not because uh, they will uh, most definitely go back to the camp with tenabi uh, because uh, i think he would want uh, time with them he has made it very clear that he wants uh, to have as much training time with them as possible which is why the IWL is also not being held before the Asian right. Cup so um, most definitely no they at least uh, the national teamers and all everyone who goes for the national team camp would not be there okay. can i ask about something there was this whole thing that someone started that uh, the players national team players won't be allowed to go for gokulam it seemed like a ridiculous thing in the first place Oh, yeah, I remember this. I I got a message from from one of the guys from the AIFF asking me where I got the information from. Like when I was not the one who put out this information. All <laughs> I did was retweet, hey, retweet it. But that's your fault. I think I told you that also. You should. How is it my fault? I just retweeted it. Yeah, I said I should have checked before retweeting. This is this is too. What? I just retweeted it saying it would be a joke if this happens. Yeah. Okay. How are you even blaming me? Because I tweeted this is not. This is probably not true. 
I don't know what you tweeted, but I remember that you is absolutely wrong. It happens. <laughs> I, I think Peter, you you lost this one next. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I think I've, I've stopped getting mails from here and I've stopped getting invites for the press conferences. I'm there. Mm. I'm not much far if that's the case. But yeah, this one I'll defend AFF. Like you can't uh, spread any negative. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, you'll defend AFF. You've taken Sandeep to the point of defending AFF. Like yeah, yeah. Vested interest. <laughs> No, this but like, yes, I remember I especially thinking yeah. when we saw it in the morning, I was like, what is this? This makes no bloody sense. How can I, I just randomly say all this? Ashu sent a comment. Do you want to just address that? Mm, it looks like Reserve League will be second division. The national coaches <laughs> Even though think you know, players can be promoted. No, no, Ashu, I don't think it's second division. Uh, let's for the, my theory is that just field the I League teams against the reserves, and I think it'll very it'll, it'll be very clear as to which is which is better. I don't think I don't think we can refer to the ISL reserves league as a second division. Let's be very honest. Uh, I would put it at the fourth division level, below the I League uh, second division, right? Uh, and I think uh, I it's not my personal bias. Again, the Durand Cup I think has thrown up enough instances. Of uh, you know regimental teams getting the better of ISL reserves and uh, and I League teams also getting the better of uh, ISL reserves. So yeah. so no so no. It's I think not we've the... seen it in uh, Super Cup also. Gokula yeah. and the Giant Yeah, yeah. Chennai City also. Yeah. Chennai City uh, defeated uh, yeah. a couple of ISL teams and then I think lost to FC Goa. Which is obvious yeah. because FC Goa were like a very good team. Yeah. So, and then also there was this. Uh... Uh, in pre-season, I think last season, when Real Kashmir, I think, played three ISL teams and never lost. Yeah. yeah. So, ISL deserves, ISL deserves, but to be... To no, be pre-season. Clear. They actually played with the regular oh, okay. team. Okay, yeah. okay. I thought you meant the Durant. Okay, okay. No, no, no. And they never lost. So, yeah. I-League teams are able to challenge maybe yeah. in a different way. Yeah. But, yeah, they should be able to hold their own. Players can be promoted from the reserves league, like Ashu said. But then again... Uh, how long is the reserves league is a important question. If it is again like a seven game affair or an eight game affair, then again it makes no sense because. Uh, but yeah, if the reserves also have a robust state league in which they are competing, and then this pushes them towards the thirty game barrier, then it makes sense, right? But uh, again, I think Ashu will just look at stats as to how many ISL teams have actually promoted uh, from the reserves. And I think uh, Goa are one who do it every year. Uh, BFC, I don't know where the reserve starts and where, when, where main team ends. So, I'm a bit fuzzy on that. But yes, they also do it. Uh, Kerala, I think the last guys to really come through a KP and Sahal. If I'm not wrong, through the, through the reserves. Uh, and uh, very few. Very few who actually make it at the topmost level coming through the ISL reserves. Most of them... Most of people who make it, and uh, I, I think the facts will back me up on it, come through the I-League, right, uh, into the ISL, and make it uh, to the senior team in the ISL. So, so that, that's my theory. All right, all right, all right. Moving on, next question comes from Roshan Kurvila. What do you make of VAR light concept for all levels of football? Uh, will it be used in the Women's Asian Cup as I read? First up, what is VAR light? It's a smaller version of VAR. That they are sort of using it in. I I didn't know much about it. So when this question came, I was checking. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, I think it's used in Holland. They did it a demo and things like that. It seems fair. Like to, I, I was speaking to a referee a couple of days ago, and just uh, we just and we were talking about goal line technology, VAR, etc. Then he was saying we don't need VAR. We just need one extra camera at the back of the uh, this thing, back of the goalpost, so that and then show him the replay on TV, just like how they do it in the IP in the Premier League or anything. So that they can make a little bit better decision in case of uh, penalties. But yeah, I mean, it's a concept that they're working on. I think in India to put it in all levels and all is probably going to be very difficult. Uh, putting it in the first division is also probably going to be very difficult. So yeah, I, I don't know about the Women's Asian Cup thing. I, I'm sure. So uh, there are a few differences. Right. Uh, let me just start off. Um, so the guys doing uh, VAR Light, one of the first companies doing VAR Light was slowmo.tv. Right. Uh, and I tried to kind of pull together differences. For example, VAR, uh, the main VAR cost is 2CR. I'm not sure how much the light light is, but uh, essentially FIFA did it with the fact that, uh, you know, you could even with, with a quality decrease in the technological setup, uh, it could be sort of efficient, right? And uh, at this meeting, they were also they also discussed uh, having semi-automated offside technology, right? For example, VAR is automated uh, offside technology, not the distance. The offside is completely automated, right? So VAR um, light has up to has twelve up and can be expanded to sixteen, as opposed to thirty-two cameras. In the complete uh, VR setup, this we are talking about uh, 3G and HD cameras, right? And we are talking about up to uh, four workstations for referees in the complete VR, whereas the VR light is up to two two workstations, right? So uh, these are some of some of the, some of the differences, and uh, essentially uh, your uh, your VR light also has your uh, it it has your VR multi screen with two or three uh, cameras. Whereas I think in the complete VR, you ha- I think it's up to four, and uh, they're also looking at the possibility of expanding beyond uh, four cameras. Because for example, ISL has seventeen camera angles that it can uh, it can give you, right? So small differences, but yes, uh, because the main cost of implementing VR at every stadium is rupees two crore, it is definitely prohibitive for a league like ISL right now. And in fact, I think one of the best. Uh, Kazakhstan Federation, even before the KNVB, the Holland Federation, they were the first ones to trial the VAR light by uh, slowmo.tv only. Okay. Yeah. So, and uh, uh, yeah, so so we already have leagues in, you know, uh, Europe, like smaller leagues in Europe doing it. Trying it, all right, all right. But also, uh, yeah, also VAR light is going to be tested at the club championship, women's club championship. Yeah. So, oh, after nice. that, after that, only it will yeah. be decided whether they uh, implement it in the Asian Cup or not. All right, all right. Like it's making its debut in the AFC Cup tonight when uh, the final happens in Bahrain. So yeah, that's another update on the AFC front. There's one question coming in from Mr. Mascarenas who's joining us live. Why does uh, doesn't the second division I League play it on a home and away format? At least the last two seasons we know because it was in the uh, in the bubble yeah. setup. But prior to that. So essentially, <clears throat> you have to look at oh, the budgets. Yeah, it was nominally in the final. No, the budgets that second division teams also have. You have to look at right. So now, so now, essentially, the AFF should look at doing it a, a more long haul point because now you have potentially four teams 
with the resources to have a longer home and away format right. for, uh, I, actually i can count more than four because you have you have kenkre you have uh, bu you have uh, you have delhi fc you have luka and you know you have uh, kerala yeah, united so about luka luka has funding from the gulf Lucas funding from a, I, I am not very sure they have to get through to the second division first no yeah no understood understood because oh, what about Kerala United for that matter yeah so Kerala United also so essentially right now the AFF has a one one state one club rule for second division right so before why essentially the formats continuing from before right. before the 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 second division clubs a lot of them were these poor northeastern clubs trying to enter and they had like like yearly budgets of 30 lakh so for them doing a longer home and away format was kind of impossible so they used to do the small you know have it all in one central location bit uh, but yes the, before the pandemic we had we had essentially two rounds where the first round was a home and away format with seven teams right playing only each other once and then uh, the the same format that we saw this time where you have a, the top four top two from each group Uh, playing the round robin they played home and away in the first round where no this time they didn't not this time yes before yeah. before before but but what blasio is saying and i agree with him for the second division to make any sense for the best team to <clears throat> for the best to the cream of crop to come up mm-hmm. to the second division it has to be longer essentially right. so now it's now it's more of a <clears throat> like a lottery it's more of a uh, shootout like like a you know because there is no uh guarantee right you you play one it's bad match a competition now yeah right? you yeah it's become a cup competition right now you play one bad match and you're out right <clears throat> uh delhi fc for example had more points than uh, the the team which finally got through rufc right rufc got 12 points from six games and delhi fc had more points right. than that right so so this is what happens uh, i think delhi fc had five wins out of their eight matches and and one so set 16 points right so <clears throat> i agree with blazio it has to be played in home and away format essentially what will also do is that it will weed out character non serious characters like hyderia like like yeah. these guys who are here just to make up numbers and they think now that i'm going to the i league a lot of these a lot of these second division teams also pay their players very meagerly right so that there's no way they they're going to be able to pay their players for like a six month league because right. the, the league is a four month league with a with a two month pre season right mm-hmm. so there's no way they're going to be able to pay that so definitely i agree with blazio it has to be longer best is if all these teams play each other once home and away but uh, then again i don't know if there, there are so, so many teams with that kind sort of funding right yeah. there, there are teams but then ff will have to abolish this one state One. Uh, one club rule because then bangalore you definitely have two or three teams who can make step kerala you have two or three teams goa you have teams kolkata you have teams yeah so yeah that's it I mean, at least in the first round right earlier it used to be seven teams i league reserves plus uh, some uh, yeah 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 eight uh, se- seven reserves and eight uh, yeah. eight normal but even if you make it south north west etc it would reduce a lot of the travel Yes. So you have seven eight teams from the north. Agree. Agree. Have a have a conference system. No, I agree. Have a conference yeah. system in that. There are ways to. I, I remember uh, yeah. the teams used to play here. Mm-hmm. The Bangalore FC and uh, yeah. Ozone used to play at that time for the local right. uh, for the second division. 
They used to go to Kashmir, come back, go to Kerala. Yeah. So the logistics is crazy. So yeah. it would be better if it was yeah. zonal. Most like of this, most of the second division owners uh-huh. are basically academy guys who've you know gr- grind it out for years and then saved some uh-huh. money and in the hope that you know and most of the sec- you look at the churn of second division teams, right? It's it's massive. Uh, you look at uh, you look at Rajasthan United. You look at uh, Madan Maharaj. None of these teams played in the second division two years ago, right? So the churn uh, in the teams that used to participate in second division two years ago and now is is vast. All right, moving on. Next question. I need to share screen for this. If this happens. Uh, this this is something that I'll share my screen on. Wait, hold on. <laughs> what what happens? Oh, this is the AFC's new right right bizarre right. announcement. Yeah, okay. Correct. So there you go. You see it on the, uh, see it on your screen. This basically means AFC is looking beyond the three plus one rule. Uh, but not, they don't say it about the. They're just saying you can sign more foreigners. They don't uh, say it's three plus one on the field. Uh, or, more than to answer Lorso's question, I think Dempo were the last people who played the last Goan club who played the second division. The year that Minerva uh, right. qualified. Yeah. Sorry, go on. So, yeah, the 3 plus 1 rule, they just say you can change the massive number of form, uh, players. You can uh, get onto your uh, squad, register them. They don't right. say anything about changing the 3 plus 1 rule or the 4 farmer rule in the largest uh, scheme of things in the playing field. So, it doesn't really make much of a difference until they clarify that. And in India, we already have that. And the moment you can replace a foreigner with another foreigner, you sort of lose the uh, appeal. But Sandeep, it's not just India that has it. I think most of the West Asian cl- uh, clubs, uh, leagues also have this. They have more foreigners in the domestic. Yeah, but I'm talking, I'm only concerned with Indian football. I don't no, care. No, when you're talking about the AFC, so this is not a problem. It's not a situation pertaining only to India. It's a, I think that is the reason why AFC is keen on implementing this because... Teams when they come to the AFC competition, they have to make they have to make do with the, the foreigners which they have uh, yes. signed on yes. for yes. for the season. So just to make things easier, I suppose. But, but it's, they still haven't said anything about the playing eleven. They didn't say it's more than three plus one in the playing eleven. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. right now, this even in your squad, you can't have it, which means you have to make do with a lot of players who are there for for your domestic competition, right? But how many will you have? You will miss one or two. Yeah, one missing one or like team teams would prefer having one or two foreign foreign players than having yeah, a domestic player, right? It's okay. I mean, I I actually saw this and I thought ah, this is not much of a difference for Indian football, especially mm-hmm. because you already play with more foreigners uh, in the local league, and you can replace. Maybe that means you have to buy two Asians to replace an Asian player in the three right. plus one. But my question, my, the question that pops up from this for me is, will it be damning for Asian football as a whole? Because Asian footballers. No. Like, hear me out. Like, Asian footballers as a whole, not many get an opportunity to play in the top leagues in the country. There are a, There is a cream that plays in Europe. And then there are others who struggle, who fight it out in Asia. Where you know Asian football as a whole is just batshit average when you look at the international standards. That is one of the reasons why AFC brought in this rule. To ensure that Asian players got enough playing time in the continent at least. Because they couldn't go elsewhere. Now, if you are changing this rule, how much... Can this affect Asian players getting time in the continent? No, I, I don't think it's much of a the problem at all. Like They have to make sure that the league is also very appealing to uh, foreigners and everything. You're competing, Champions League is competing with the European leagues. So, you have to make sure the quality is high. 
so it's fair i i don't have any problem uh, implications for indian football is all that i'm concerned with but implications and... for indian football again the similar like what indian football today faces when you have say seven foreigners playing in the league They that would, that was a case until a few years back right you had seven foreigners playing you are reducing it no you are you are reducing it primarily because to meet that afc standard of 3 plus 1 there was no other reason why afc brought down the number of foreigners in the team there were no other reason now when A- afc is saying okay let's do away with it let's increase the number of foreigners which a team can have then why will a team bring down the number of like why will a league but what i'm saying is still remains the same i no, said also you take off a foreign striker you put another foreign striker exactly my point then how is it helping in indian striker because indian striker is again not getting time because they ne- which indian striker got time in i league when it was four only so only jaje and chetri and chetri played on I mean, also uh, also the the i think the text that you shared also said that they would increase the uh, squad size if yeah. Yeah. Uh, they nice. do away with the 3 plus 1 rule so i mean that yeah. does like that kind of counters your point of the fact that uh, more, they won't sign more domestic players because if they have yeah. to fill the 35 player quota they'll yeah. you know the only implication for indian football assuming the isl doesn't change its rule of uh, uh, six foreigners and th- four on the pitch is that the next time atk mb qualify for the afc cup they'll sign 15 foreigners and they'll they'll uh, de-register 11 for the ISL and you know they'll play all 15 in the AFC AFC cup that's all that's what they'll do right that's the only implication for for indian football nothing else and also, the money also right they can't afford to buy 8 9 10 foreigners who 80 can can no one can afford to buy anyone i'll take that bet with you i'll take that yeah. bet with you but i feel like they feel you know what now they wonder if you are breaking salary cap now they'll know that you are breaking salary cap so that's who's a, checking but who's checking but that is a point but <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> you know, yeah so no so they'll they'll, they'll just de-register 11 of the They, if they'll feel land for us, they'll just de-register. They have to register six, right? They'll de-register five for the five. You know, they had John Johnson with them, right? Yeah, yeah, they had John <laughs> Johnson with them. Paid, paid, all, paid holiday. Uh, yeah. Before that, there was another Australian guy. I don't remember in the previous season that who who was also the same. Like he was the eighth foreigner, and he wasn't even registered throughout the season. So, like they do it, like. it's it's a it's it's a old maidan mentality of hoarding players like it's that's it well hoarding a player than... from england what is the point <laughs> he's getting paid for not playing he is fine yeah, like, he's having with the other club you know he's happy he's he's putting fake club on his shoulders and he's dancing here? like yeah who's yeah ATK Mohan Magan has no problem paying him. John Johnson has no money. Uh, I just, I am just wondering, like, uh, where money is coming, money is going. ATK Mohan Magan making money of electricity there in Calcutta. That, 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 that's where the money comes from. They're like, asking about the demers. I don't think they will demers. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think Mr. Goenka's uh, attention is here because he just bought an IPL franchise for seven thousand ninety crore. So I don't think he cares about <laughs> this uh, anymore. I think attention is drastically shifted. Who is the owner of the IPL team? Huh? Who is who? The, ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. They have Delhi also, right? Yeah. All right. One more question. Let me just pop it. Comes from AP John. Uh, is seven eight month long ISL from next season confirmed? If yes. Will it attract better foreign foreign players and coaches? I think this uh, we touched upon this. Uh, in the no. no, no, it won't actually. No. Yeah, no, exactly the opposite. Probably. Go on, go on, go on. 
ग्रेट गेम So uh, yeah, maybe that is our future. We'll go yeah. 2027. Uh, I can imagine the future. 2078 World Cup. Nine countries are only remaining. Eight qualify, and India have to play the playoff against Nepal. Okay. Now we don't know what's going to happen in that playoff. Yeah, you never right. know. <laughs> uh, Even the recent match, you don't know. I, I would actually say something, right? There is a Shyam Sundar Goswan, uh, uh, former journalist. He has written a book called Kickoff. So I just finished reading that. It's a little. it's not it's a very breezy read but i didn't like it in the beginning but towards the end uh, what i came off with at the end of the book is that the problems that persisted in the 1970s and 680s and when he started his career is the same now just a little uh, sophisticated in how they run there's a story about aiff uh, president and the treasurer not seeing eye to eye so the treasurer wouldn't sign off on uh, on the payment so the guy actually transferred all, a chunk of the money to his Uh, assistance uh, private account so that he doesn't have to do I- imagine these things happened mm. in indian football right? thinking of money going into private accounts in the aff hmm. yeah but Very now it goes for other reasons yeah he, he also mm. said the um, 1950 world cup that we hold as this chance that india right. to thought and went mm. and right. he is question saying that there is never any written proof that he has ever seen he's only heard it's only hearsay and I, i i don't know if that's true or false because we are 670 years too far and indian football has generally not kept records at all so no. until very recently we don't have any information about many things no. so maybe there maybe not or maybe it's one of those things that we saw like the indian football for the copa america which in 50 years you'll say almost in the copa america if they had taken the chance if india would have gone to i i was reading i was watching some documentary not india based some bahar based on the 1950 world cup only Essentially, what had happened is there were a lot of pullouts in the mm-hmm. aftermath of World War Two. Essentially, and then India, after 
multiple pullouts from Asia. It came down to a spot where India was like the highest ranked country left. And then they were put into the World Cup. But then again, we ourselves sort of, uh, sort of pulled out. And that documentary says it. I don't know. Like you said, okay. we don't So know. maybe there is some proof to that. Because he was just one asking these questions. It's actually ah. a very interesting book if you can read it. But it's again, like, the, like I said, 1950 was very hodgepodge. As a World Cup itself yeah, was, very right. was, uh, was very hodgepodge. Uh, was very last minute-ish. Yeah, yeah. The so, World right. Cup at that time was not the World Cup we right, see. No, now. right on the heels of the World War Two, right? So that yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, the World Cup of that time was not the World Cup we think it is today. It right. was no, like it's a not, it's much smaller tournament. Right. Only Brazilians really cared about it. And they built I, this. It's gigantic, not even the same yeah. movie that they fight for. No, they built yeah. this gigantic uh, Maracana Stadium to win yeah. the World Cup, and they lost to Uruguay. So uh, in the final, so the only the Maracana is still continues. That's fifty. Yeah, then they lost. That's nineteen fifty. Yeah. 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 But, but the first first real indication of the World Cup really becoming big is when England win it and then everyone, because the colonial masters are there everywhere at every newspaper and in foreign countries, is that's the first instance of World Cup really getting like super traction. Oh, England won it. Maybe they are the colonial superpower we think they are. Yes, they're, they're not. But yeah, you know. Right. That's about a bit of a history with the World Cup. On that note, I think we should uh, wrap up. There our- is just uh, one question from Shavik where he asked any news of uh, SAV Under-19 Women's Championship in Bangladesh in December. Okay. Uh, about, the, any- about the Indian team, uh, none. Uh, as usual, we'll have a hodgepodge karke team. Uh, like, they'll just uh, randomly pick. Right. Randomly the under-23 people will be in the Under-19 team. On that yeah, day. They'll, they'll just randomly... Again, uh, this is World Cup of South Asia. Yeah, Welcome. because also because uh, there is uh, in Junior the country, Welcome. in the country, there is no uh, competition for... There's, there's yeah, no there's no under-19 system, right? There's mm-hmm. no... Uh, the, essentially, except for uh, the uh, Subroto Cup, uh, but uh, we don't really have uh, youth. Yeah. Well, the Subroto Cup is a boys' tournament, right? No, 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 no. no. So a, there is a women's competition. Yeah. There is a, so, uh, but essentially, Abresh Mina, is, is, is there a possibility that Denerby's previous batch, which was preparing for the uh, previous World yes. Cup, they yes. will they'll be a part they will, of this? They will, they will go uh-huh. because uh, they... They should yeah. be under 19 they, now. Yeah, they yeah. should be under 19 they now. They should so. be under 19 now, yes. Yes, yes. under 19. Under 19 uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, they will most definitely be uh, going, uh, mm. but uh, they'll just assemble the team uh, yeah. right before the tournament and send them. Well, Shavik, that's your answer for the Under-19 Women's Championship, which is supposed to be held in Bangladesh in December. On that very note, we come to an end of this episode on a Diwali day. Thanks a lot, guys, for joining in. Let me just flash all the uh, social media handles that you guys can follow us on. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Please give us follow. I see, uh, like, when I check the analytics, I saw it last time around. Uh, there are a lot of people watch it, but they don't just hit that uh, for subscribe button. So, guys, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And spread it with your fans because that's what we do. And that's what that's all we ask of. Thanks a lot for joining in, guys. I think uh, Orko has already left. Or is he trying... Like, Yes, Orko is here. Orko is on and off. I don't know what's happening with Orko's internet. Well, guys, thanks a lot for joining in. Uh, Abresh Vina, Orko joining us for Delhi. Stay safe, guys. Don't step out because post-Diwali Delhi is uh, a little under the cloud, right? Yes, yes. Lecture us on that. Yes, go on. Raveen struggled with that in Bangalore also. So oh, yeah, I did. Out of personal experience. I have a purifier. It's fine. Go. 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 Go.
thankfully we now have the concept of wearing a mask uh, oh yes comes in handy right it saves us from the pollution as well yeah. oh, is that a thing that is going on in uh, delhi people wearing mask not really half not people really. wear mask half the people don't wear but at least i have that option yeah so yes i do. A, yeah i was recently shamed for wearing double mask ah yeah well do yeah. that in india